Welcome to the Greyhound Girl podcast with your host, Dimity Ma. Don't forget, you can follow her on Facebook at The Greyhound Girl. Hi everyone, on this episode of the podcast I catch up with Queensland trainer Darren Taylor who shares a wealth of knowledge and experience from his time in harness racing and now is a successful greyhound trainer based in Queensland. We touched on some of his greatest moments he's experienced as a trainer, what race he'd love to win and of course some very helpful advice for anybody looking to pick up the lead and collar. I hope you enjoy this episode. You know, a very exciting night for your team and your family with um, with Artie or or I'm telling Mum winning at Rockhampton, Rockhampton, and actually the first pup to be whelped on the property. That must have been just super exciting. Yeah, no, we're we're pretty happy, eh? Like, um, so like we took a different direction. So like with Michaela up here and and my wife, so like, and um, she so like threw her good job in and took a bit more interest in the dogs so we decided to expand with a few things that we did and and um that litter just happened to be the first litter that uh that rocked up that and actually the uh the announcer um the race caller here liam mulry he actually owned the bitch and um rose ali which is assisted rashida and and uh another really good one it was a really good litter and it's it's not, you know a grace ali and sweet as him yep so, yeah, it's an old, an old mulligan line, that million-dollar, you know, chase chase winner there. So we happened to sell her, and, and the first litter that we sort of whelped, rather than got paid, we decided to take one out of the litter, hence it was Artie. And, and um, yeah, and uh, sort of always said that we sort of like would, would call one after mum because all the kids, and it was a, just a joke that gets around between myself and my brother and all the grandkids and that, that... Um, if you want to get square with one another, is either I'm telling mum or I'm telling grandma, and, <laughs> and she'd come chasing us like it was coming out of you know, like um, it was a good way of getting someone into trouble without them doing anything wrong. So, <laughs> so yeah, hence that's the like we wanted to with us, sort of like you know, she can go on with it now is another thing, but we we never sort of like bored up. We never wanted her really as a, as a race bitch. We were happy to race her for whatever, and then she was always going to be. A brood bitch for us because of the line. Yeah. So. Yeah, nice. You know, with Noel's line out of Victoria, so you know it's just just keeps throwing. So, so yep. yeah. Yep. What about the whelping side of it? How long um, is that something new to you, or you've been doing it for a while? I did it a while back, uh, but my grand, oh, well, my mother did it. We it's a loving eh? but um, we did did uh, did a litter and uh, it, listen, it's it's not my thing, Dimity. Yep. Um, I get in help when the girls want, you know, like Michaela and, and my wife, Mari, and and that when um, they need a hand, you know, like they spend hours out there with them during the night and the first week, like we, so like the two girls, they, um, they're they out there most of the night, but I, it, it's not me. I, I, I like the sort of like the, the training side of it, the, the young side break in from there onwards, but um, the girls enjoy it and... You know, the, the other two boys, they've done their stints out there with the pups, you know, a couple of hours stints out there to help the girls out. But um, I think they're more into the, the – it's sort of like the training side as well. The girls just go mad on that with the yeah. pups. My, you know, especially my wife and she just loves them all, mate. She names them and every litter that leaves, she cries and starts with the next one. So, <laughs> yeah. 
What about um? What about the the breeding and the test mating side? Do you um? Do you like divulging into that at all? No, listen, I do a little bit, but my oldest boy does a lot of that. Um, oh, he uh, he gets into the the test mating and the, and the breeding side of it. We should try this one, and and you know we we've got some um we've got some nice 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 line of bitches here at the moment, like um, say some words, which is out of the out of um. Uh, Seneki's sister, so she's coming through. She won a country cup for us earlier in the year. She's actually owned by George, but um, George Faruga. Oh, George, yep. yep. George has actually given it to us, but, I mean, we, we'll repay him. He'll, he'll get a pup out of her, obviously. But, um, you know, we, we've had a look at um, a few different sides. Well, my son has, and sort of like sometimes I just go off what he thinks and a few other people think, or David Brash, I spoke to David. and Yep. You know, get a bit of get a bit of um, insight through David. So, yep. But um, but no, that's that's probably more what the oldest boys thing. He um, he does all that. He just he thinks a nice sign, and he goes back and does a bit of study and on past breeding, close relations, and what what this one's thrown and what this one could throw, and and <laughs> so on like that. So so yeah. Yep, yeah, gives you gives you a bit of a lesson by the sounds of it. <laughs> he does, he does. But in saying that, he's he's had some really good conversations with Steve Williams, you know. Um, yep. In the last probably six six to twelve months, because we the girls have been whelping down of um, a lot of leaders for for Steve. So, sort of like young Jordan, he's um he sort of like spoke to Steve a fair bit, you know, on the breeding side of it. It's and you know Steve's obviously said um, what he's like and you know, help Jordan out in that direction and Jordan's had what he liked and, I mean, there was never any disagreements or anything. They just have their own opinions and, but um, he's probably guided Jordan in that way a little bit, what, what you know, what to look for in certain things and yep. don't be scared to try outside the box, you know, yep. like it, um, you know, just because a, a Fernando Bale or a Barcia Bale or, or whatever, they're, they're top class size doesn't mean they're going to click with, with certain bitches. So, yep. you know, that's that's what it comes down to. So, so yep. yeah. Yep. What about your story? How did you get involved in in training greyhounds, and how long, like, how long have you been training now for? A few years? Oh, probably twenty years now. I've been training yeah, greyhounds. Wow. Yep. I um I actually come out of a uh, a harness racing background. Oh, yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, I um I grew up. Or well, mum and dad, they were still our kids, and they grew up in the harness racing, and so like I, I grew up in. You know, just I was in the gig when I was five year old, and <laughs> just um, yeah, just just sort of like come out of that industry. But I mean, I you know, in saying that, I uh, I always loved racing, and then sort of like um, I had one of my harness racing mates come from um, down around Bathurst area. He had greyhounds, and I sort of like just fell in love with that side of it a little bit. And then he sent a couple up me and up up their way, and actually had a bloke training for me and. Anyway, I said, oh, well, you know, we, we sort of like cut back on a few horses, so I was just playing around a couple of dogs and enjoyed it. And, yeah, it just sort of become a, just a, a little hobby. Back then, I thought like I used to only have four dogs, but, but sort of when the harness racing closed down here and we bought the property that we're on, the acreage and, and that, we just sort of like um, decided to go down the path probably five years ago, get a little bit more professional in the, the, the training side of it and, it's worked. We've enjoyed it, and you know the increased prize money in Queensland and up here. It's 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 got definitely better, but um, yeah. you've got to get a better class of dog too. Now it's it's just got out of control. Like you just can't turn up with a dog and expect to win. You just got to have a really nice dog. Yep, yep. 
it's um it's amazing how many people I talk to that have come across um from the gallops or or the harness industry and you know sort of you know have made a real good go of it is you know obviously I, I know they're two different animals and I know nothing about harness, harness racing and won't claim to but is there anything that you know you were able to incorporate into your training that you learnt from your days in harness racing? Oh, uh, probably. I've probably learned to be patient. Like I was, I was very patient with with my horses. Like and, and learned that from dad. And and yep. um, you know, and I've probably had I wouldn't say disagreements with owners over the years, but um, rather than rushing a dog into the races, I'm quite happy to you know hold them back another one or two weeks just to make sure they're right. Just 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 be patient. I've I've always found be patient with them, and that's probably one thing I've, I've sort of like brought out of the horses into the dogs. Um, Patience always a key, you know, it's, it's a virtue. Um, but training side of it, you know, we've just incorporated some of the different things. I mean, I could always remember an old-timer telling me, you know, with the greyhounds, and I, and I spoke to this old-timer very well, and he never believed in walking machines. He said, Darren, he said, I've never seen a greyhound win a walking race yet, so why are you walking them? <laughs> just paddock, paddock, gallop and runs, you know. So you sit back and, I mean, everyone's to their own and, We've incorporated a bit of that. We, we love our swimming. We love our beach work with them. Um, you know, just we, we just sort of find what's right for the dogs. And, I mean, you know, like I said, we, we've, we've got 16 in the race kennels and we just find what's right for each one and, and go from there. Like, they're all different. Yep, yep. So, are, you, are you a big sort of question asker? Do you like to um, to pick people's brains on different things? Oh, uh, the right people I do. I, I do. Um I'm one of these people, I, you know, I, if I've got problem dogs or, or problems, I still like try and work my way through them out of what I know. Um, but I have, I do pick the right people. I mean, you know, I, I wouldn't find, uh, I wouldn't be going down and, and picking uh, a bloke that I don't know or, or something like that. But um, I think the right people, you can ask them the right questions that are honest with you and then there's, other people obviously they don't want you to know because they've got a ratio or whatever yeah. so <laughs> but um you know I, i've sort of like tried to to do things on our own but i've never been scared to ask and, and i've even told you know my kids and and that don't be scared to ask the question because the question can never be wrong it's just the way it's portrayed yep so, yep yeah i think um you know it, it's good to hear you sort of reiterate that because i get a lot of people saying oh you know i'm you know, scared to go up to tony brett or i'm scared to go up to you know jason <clears throat> thompson or or someone like that and i said look the worst they can say is no but i said i'm, I'm pretty confident they'll at least give you something or point you in oh. the right direction because everyone was at that stage at some point oh totally true you know like oh, i i sort of like learned how to cry practical for Practice a horse from one of the best guys in in the industry, and he sort of like brought that over to the, the dogs, and and sort of like worked on the same you know scenarios with with injuries and just learnt. But um, I was never scared to take a dog to to Paul Coochie, like oh Paul, you know he's a great, and you'd say oh Paul, can you help me out? And you'd just just there watching, and and he was always happy to tell you you know this is where it is or this is how you fix it or, or things like that that's you know just just little things like that i was never scared to take them because i mean you know like these are guys that have been in the industry for forever and a day and and they're the ones that um you know started well i want to say started the industry but um 
it's 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 a legacy, and and you know, and some of these young people, and including myself, like I'm not a young spring chicken either, but these young people coming along, which we need more of. If they're not holding, asking a lot of these older generation people, like the Tony Bretts, the Jason Thompsons, and and you know the Paul Coochies and and guys like that, if they're not asking these guys these questions, it's a legacy that's going to be missed, and it's just going to go. I know it sounds nasty. It's going to go to the grave, and we don't need that. We need as much knowledge going forward as we can, especially young ones. Yep, yep, hundred percent. Um, looking at some of your best dogs, I mean, probably the one that sticks out to mind just because, you know, like to follow is, is Barcia Bullet. But, you know, you sort of look through, you know, what the Graham Recorder classifies as your, your top dogs. And yeah, you've had a few handy ones that have sort of, you know, RJ Lockie notched up 30 wins. Um, like I just said, Barcia Bullet's 25 wins, Overtime's 26 wins. And yeah, no, you've, um, you've been going all right. Like you've had a few handy ones, you know, would you agree with that? Yeah, oh, listen, um, Barcia Bullet, he's, he's, he, was, he was an honest old dog, but he was probably not our best one. Um, probably RJ Lockie, uh, our family dog, he he was probably our best dog. Um, he won us over 100,000 and, you know, 100,000 in the bush is phenomenal. Yeah, massive. Um, mm-hmm. At that time when the prize money wasn't right, he, and, you know, like... Um, there were so many people that, that told us, I mean, you know, why why haven't you got him in the city? And he just hated Albion Park. He just, I know he won three in the end, but he just hated Albion Park. And, and, and I could always remember, I was talking to Shane Stiff. Um, he bought his good bitch up for the Rocky Cup. And um, I think two weeks earlier, she won a heat of the Golden Easter Egg. Um, and he brought up for a look and, and Lockie gave her probably five start and, beat her by five or six on Rocky and I said Shane you're coming back he said mate I can't find 10 lengths no way in the world am I coming back and then <laughs> two weeks later he went down and won the Dubbo Cup with her so yeah you know he was just an absolute professional around Rocky I think he had 31 starts for, for 24 wins over the 500 he was unplaced twice so um yeah he, he was a superstar here for us and uh but um definitely he was probably our best dog around here but um probably the Best dog we've had was probably a little odd dog called um, Percy's Lad. Yeah. Um, mate, he, he raced dogs like um, Donna Double One, Fernando Bale. He ran second in the South Australia Championship. He come up here. He was a super fast dog around around Albion Park and, and stuff like that, but just had a lot of um, injury issues. But um, And prior to that, probably Cosmic Waters. She she won 30-odd races, I think, for us or... 30, around 30 races, and, and um, she, she holds the track record here. So, yeah, you know, nice. Um, um, she's only the only ever dog to break 29 here in Rocky, so. so yep. So, yeah, she, she, she was a nice bitch, and she's retired on the property here. So, so yeah, so, yeah, no, we, we've been really lucky to have some nice dogs that, and, you know, pay long, and, and I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it all comes down to two, the owners you've got at the time and, and what's yep. available and what they want to send you. Yep. Do you um so, do you have a favourite uh do you have a favourite race that you've won or, or a favourite moment in your career so far? Uh probably the favourite moment in my career was probably the night we um we got a tra- uh, treble. We took three dogs to Albion Park on a metro meeting and, and they all won. Um and it was it was really good. We we sort of like um 
it, it was a thrill, like I said. Um, and, and the oldest boy was there. He actually boxed them all that night. And I, uh, RJ Lockie, he won on the night and he was a dog that sort of like, oh, I boxed all his career. And he was a funny little dog. He, he sort of like used to get temperamental. And I think we won the first race. And then he was in the second race. And I said to the young Jordan, I said, go and, go and box him. He said, Dad, he's your dog. He said, he'll, go, he'll lose his shit. I said, I'll just hide behind a stump somewhere so he doesn't see me. <laughs> Because he used to get like that. If he seen me, he'd lose his shit and yep. stuff like that. So, <laughs> um, yeah, that, that was probably one of the biggest thrills we've had. Like, um, you know, to train. I mean, I know some of the big guys do it all the time, but we come from the country, and to go to the city and only take three dogs there and get three winners on a on a on a, on a city night, you know, it's yep. and. Um, and, and I mean, the good thing was we won a, a seven-hour stayers race when we don't we don't um, have stayers races up here, so it's very hard to train for stayers races and, and stuff like that. So that was probably the big standout. And, you know, like I said, it's, um, it, it just makes you happy with all the hours you put in and, and the amount of driving we used to do and, and stuff like that. And like I said, um, that was sort of like my... Um, Jordan and my thing back then, like it was just Jordan and I, and the youngest boy wasn't overly interested in the dogs then, and and so like Mikhail, just to like come into the family, so it was a thrill. It was yep. a thrill. That, that's that's probably the biggest thrill. But um, racing, uh, the probably the race is sort of like it's um, the one that I've sort of like won. Probably the Country Cup this year. I was wrapped in winning that, but um, the one that's always eluded me is the Rocky Cup. I just I just want that one. That's the one that's. That sort of leaves a bit of a hole in the heart, as they say. So, but we'll get there, and it's just got so hard to win it now with with the group status. You know, like um, this year, we, we you know, like I, I've I've never seen seen heats so strong. You know, dogs like Shipwreck turning up yeah. and, and quality dogs that, and they're turning up in these big races all over Australia. So, it just just makes it a lot harder to get there. Yeah, you know. We'll get there one day. Yep. Is that sort of the like you know? Is that sort of top of your list? You know, race you'd love to win before oh. anything else. <clears throat> yeah, like I said, we, we've done really well. We we've sort of like won pretty much every major race. Sort of like between sort of like um, uh, Rocky and Macau, uh, Rocky and, and Bundaberg and and that. Like we've won our Grand Prix, we've won our Maiden Series, Young Guns, and everything like that. Futurities and Derbies on every track and. And things like that, but the the cup is just sort of like eluded us a lot, and especially the home one, the rocky one. Uh, I mean, yep. it's just eluded it. Yeah, you know. Um, and and I've always been one of these people. Uh, you know, um, it's uh, it's it's still like the one. You know, it's your hometown track. It's your own cup. You want to win it. So so you know that's that's the one that's sort of like eluded us. But um, like I said we've we've never been scared to. Um, to take on any dogs, we've, we've, we've never been scared. We just just play along. We can just come back next week if we fail and see what happens. Yep, yep. So, and that that's always been my thinking. Don't be scared to come back next week. Yep. So, yeah. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, Shanty had a, a nice win at Bundaberg um, a couple of days ago. Who else? Um, who else in your kennel have you got that you think is going to be pretty handy for you? You know, rounding out the rest of the year. Uh, we've got a, a few. We've got a nice little team there. We, we've got some. Well, we've got sixteen in the kennel at the moment, but we've got a few dogs coming back from injury. And but um, she's a nice dog, a nice little dog. Peter Davis owned her, and and um, Pete's been trying to get a dog into my kennel for a fair while. He finally got one in, and and um, <laughs> he's been very patient, Peter. Every time he used to ring, ah, oh, sorry, Pete, I haven't got room, you know, and. and um, <laughs> 
And so like, she bobbed up and I, I really liked her and and um, we've had a few little issues with her, but hopefully now we're on the on the right path with her. She seems to have um, got over a few little issues that we had with her and, you know, it's it's only a 3.15 at Bundaberg, but um, she really showed a little bit of um, that really get up and go that, that I really liked early on in her career. So she's going good. And then um, I've got a couple of George's dogs, George Farugas, up here at the moment. Um did go very nice. Um, I'm not going to let too much out of the box, but I've got a couple of nice pups there. Oh, that's all right. Um, Everyone probably, will knock your price off after this. Uh, <laughs> I know. I know. I, I, you got to work out which ones are what they Yeah, ones, I, know, so. I know. Oh, don't worry. There's no chance of me doing it. I'm, I'm the smallest wager in the world, I think. <laughs> <laughs> there is a few slow ones in amongst them. you just got to pick the better one. Uh, but no, like I said... Um, George has sent up a couple of really we've got a couple of nice ones there of George's and um, we've actually got a couple of George's that are coming back from injury they're very fast dogs down around Geelong but um, just had a few issues it's just we've had to be patient with but I think we're on the right track with a few of them now and they've got over their injuries and I think they're going to be very smart you know very very handy dogs up here yeah um, yeah. and then uh, probably say some words she comes back like she's just back with coming back from a, a really a major injury, and she looks like standing up okay at the moment. So she's probably only got uh, probably a month before she's back. So she's like she might see the back end of the Townsville Cup if she's going good enough, and North Queensland Cup, and then she'll probably go to the, the breeding barn, and then um, yeah. So yeah, there's a, there's a few there, and we, like I said, we've we've got some some nice. Like I said, there's some pups here that that go quite nice. Yeah. So. Yep. Yeah, May was um was a pretty handy month for you. I know you you racked up sort of like five winners from six starters over you know a period of a week and and that sort of thing. So yeah, no, the team um like you just said that you know yeah. while you've only got a small team, they're going well. Yeah, like I said, we, we've only probably got um at the moment we've probably only got five or six race dogs in in full condition or in full flight. You know, like I said, the rest are all just um. Dogs coming back from injuries that we've had issues with that have sort of like come to us with issues and, and stuff like that. And then, you know, uh, probably four or five pups on top of that. So hence we sort of like haven't um, haven't had a lot racing. But um, in saying that too, sort of like last November, December, we decided to cut right back and it's just sort of like set our sights on taking the first couple of months bit quiet we just went and did a few different things and and just started to scale back up sort of like around that late march early april and and just start winding up with pups and and stuff like that so yeah we're just starting to get back into the full swing uh, full swing of things so yeah nice what about um what about litters of years got any sort of in progress or recently whelped uh we whelped a really really nice litter down for steve williams uh They've gone now. Uh, that was uh, Velocity Bettina out of uh, by Sentenced. I, there was only five in the litter. They were really, okay. really, really nice litter. I, I actually think they'll, and this is just me in my opinion, um, yeah. probably one of the best ones that have left the property. I really liked them. They were really nice pups. And, and, and being by Sentenced, he's sort of like he's probably one of them. Un, well, he's not a commercial sire in any way, but... Um, I just like the pups. They just they were nice looking pups. There was there's four boys and a girl and the the girl stood out for me and, and I just liked them. They were just really nice. But um we've got another litter 
Uh, we've got another two litters coming onto the property in the next couple of weeks. One for Steve and one for Christine Pollard out of Emerald. So, yep. But um, the girls, they, I mean, they get right. We, we get phone calls all the time. Oh, can you whelp a litter down? And I mean, you know, we we could probably whelp down another six, eight, ten litters a year. But we just sort of like want to just stay a little bit specialised and do the right thing by them, and yeah, and make sure they leave the property in good condition and everything like that. Rather than having multiples here, we just try and stick to sort of like the the two at a time, and you know, a couple of weeks apart, we book them and then and then go from there. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yep. Has there been, um, you know, can you sort of touch on any dogs that have, you know, left your property that, you know, people would know that have turned out to be pretty handy that you guys have, have whelped or, or reared? No, well, see, the first, um, well, the first really litter that we whelped down is only just starting to race now. Oh, okay. Uh, so it's fairly new. That was yep. basically say, say some words is um, the first litter that, uh, uh, sorry, not say some words. Um, I'm telling mum, uh, Barcia Bale. Rose Ali, that's really the first litter that's that's hit the track. Um, there's uh, there's four in that litter, uh, and three three have hit the track now. The three girls have hit the track, and they go okay. They're not superstars. And then there's one boy that actually goes quite nice, but he's just a little bit injury prone. And then the second litter that was well down was one for Christine. A um, they actually started trialling tonight. I watched a few of them go around tonight while we were over there, and they went quite nice. They were Fernando Bales, and um, they they went quite nice. I think Christine was really happy with them. And then the next lot, I think, will be uh, a Jungle Juice litter for, for um, Steve Williams. They probably wouldn't be far off being broken in. Yep. So, and then I think there's another... After that, there's an Ashton DB, Rose Arley. There's a few there that I'll just lose track of. So <laughs> <laughs> I went and, went and looked in the book that the Mari keeps the book and, and that, they're all there. And she she, she she puts all the little stories to them every day. And, and um, yeah, and that's the one thing that's sort of like um, when I was first, sort of like we started whelping some litters for Steve. My wife would send them, you know, the weights to the pups every day for the first four weeks, and she'd do this and do that. And I said, Steve, I said, is my wife annoying you? You know, like are you being over. So she said, I love it. He said, you know, he said, I've never seen a whelp send stuff like this. He said, sometimes I don't hear people for a month. He said, your wife's sending weights every day, so I see them. He said, it's great. He said, I love it. So, yeah, and she's a bit. Oh, a bit, you know, a bit anal with stuff like that. She just, she's always on top of it. And, I mean, both girls are, so, yep. so yeah. Yeah. No, look, I, um, I, you know, sort of um, in conversation here, so many people say, you know, they're quick to give, you know, a, a trainer or a, a rare or a whelper a rap if they get good communication and consistent communication. And, you know, it, it's only good for, you know, the, like you just said, getting good owners and, and building those relationships. So, yeah, it's probably a good tip for anyone out there that, you know, like you said, wants to attract good owners and, you know, get their good dogs and that sort of thing. You know, communication, um, yeah, definitely goes a long way. Oh, I totally agree, and that's the, like one thing that's the, like we we've got a nice base of owners, and and I mean the amount of phone calls that that we get, um, I could probably take another hundred dogs a week uh, if you wanted to, but I just it's so hard when you've 
you've got a nice base of owners who have been with you for so long, you can't say no to them. And, and I mean, they're, they're <laughs> yeah. not sending you, you're not sending you slow dogs, some of them, they're, you know. And I mean, there is probably obviously some slow dogs in amongst them, and you've just got to take that on the chin. And I mean, you know, there's, there's always a race where they can win somewhere. But, um, you know, you, when you've got such a good base of owners, you just, it's really hard to go past them and say, listen, I haven't got room or, you know, I've got to take this other one or, or something like that. It's just, just makes it very hard. And, and because these owners have been so loyal to you, and some of these owners, I mean, I've never seen, you know, it was great. I actually, we, my wife and I flew to, flew to Melbourne um, a couple of weeks ago just to, um, to catch up with George Faruga. You know, we've never yeah. met the guy. I've trained for him for over <laughs> many years when the national draft come in and just went down there and enjoyed the football and, and stuff like that just to put a name to a face and, you know, even as him in photos and, and, and on TV and stuff like that. But um, just little things like that and, you know, it just it was awesome to catch up with an owner like, like George like I said, um, you know, we talk on the phone, text on the phone, but to, 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 to go to a game of football and enjoy a beer and, you know, your, your trainer and your owner are sitting there having a good old chat and this is this is what we're doing and how good was that? So yeah, just little things like that, you know. Yeah. It's and, and, I mean, like I said, you know, you don't have to have an owner in your own backyard. I mean, like I said, I've got a lot of owners in Victoria that, that send us dogs and, and I mean, we've, we've had, a you know, a great success with them type of people. So, yeah. Yep. I think, um, you know, oh, I'll give George a wrap here. He's, um, I think he's a, a very underrated person in, in Greyhound Race and you've only got to look at the dogs that he's owned and, you know, the dogs that he's been associated with and, you know, been involved with and, you know, it's, um, yeah, like he's he's right up there with, I think, one of the, you know, one of the best people to, to pick someone's brain about, you know, breeding and finding dogs and, and what to look for because he's got a pretty impressive resume. Oh, I totally agree. Like I said, um, when George rung me and said, Darren, you're training a dog for our city because your name just keeps bobbing up everywhere. And I probably trained one for George many years prior to that. And um, I said, yeah, right, George, no problem. And and just the, the sort of like, um, it, it's just, just, just blossomed from there over the last probably six or seven years again, six years probably. Um, that um, and he knows what sort of dog we're, we're chasing up here now. He knows that the quality has got better, and you know he's not like you know. Once upon a time, you could send a, jo- a dog up that went twenty three at Geelong over four hundred and win a race up here. Now you've got to probably get a dog that's gone twenty two eight, twenty two seven, yeah, just things like that. You know, just that's your mark. I mean, you know, like um, just just little things like that. And George knows where you're at and and what you're doing and, and stuff like that. And, like I said, I I, 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 I I got a really, really good rapport of George and, and like I said, I I was wrapped to sit down and have a beer with him a couple of weeks ago and I said we were, we were actually just talking on the phone half an hour ago, you know, because some of the pups that are, that are coming along are actually his and they're going very nice. Yep. Yeah, nice. I'll um I'll apologise to him now in advance for all the the messages I'm sure you'll get after this. <laughs> it's um it's been known to happen. So yeah, someone goes, "Geez, I've got a lot of messages after your podcast come out." I'm like, "Well, that's good." <laughs> nah, he uh, like I said, um, yeah. So Darren, I got another one, and just just not. He said, "I, you know, it's just it was like say some words." I mean, you know, like she come here as a blue bud, uh, terrifically well bred. And you think, you know, oh, why such a terrifically well-bred, like, 
bitch like this, why she ended up in Queensland, you know, is she just no good? She was a nice dog and, and um, or nice bitch, and she just sort like she's bounced up here, won 20 races, 18 or 20 races, and, and you know, gone 30 at Albion Park and, and, and won her fair share of nice nice feature races and just um, just bounced along from that. And, and like I said, George just seems to just... It's got, I mean, it's, and in saying that too, George has sent me some slow ones along there. Just give it a try, there and see how we go. Yeah. You know, if it goes no good, we, we move it on or we put it for sale cheap or whatever. So, you know, and, and that's the good thing with George. You don't insult him when you ring up and say, listen, mate, I think she's on a mark or something like this. Move it on or whatever. So yeah. that's the good thing with George. I mean, you know, and, and, and all the owners we've got, they don't have, a, you know, it's, it's they know where the end of the line is and, and it's obviously, you know, and, and, and that's the hard part with some owners. I mean, especially some owners who think they have champions and that, oh, you know, but listen, they're at their mark. They can't win anymore. Sorry. Yeah. You know, like it's and, – and sometimes it's hard to explain to them and, and sometimes you don't want to explain to them too because you feel sorry for them, but it's, it's, it's a business, I suppose, now and that's the way the industry's gone down that path. I mean, because it's become so professional now, it's – as I said a couple of years ago, it seems to have got out of that tuck shop stage now to become a very professional business. Yeah, and like you said before, it's so hard to win a race now. Like, oh. it, it is. I think it's like that anyway, you know. As prize money goes up, you know, more people want to get involved, you know, it gets more competitive and, yeah, it's it's hard. It's not easy and, yeah, you sometimes you've just got to – yeah, it's hard but you just got to accept it. You do, you do. And like I said, it's – um. It's a tough game, and, and I mean, you know, even for young young ones getting in, they, they, you know, you hope they hang in there, and and that's what yeah. it sort of like comes down to one thing too, yep. you know, like um, they do have to ask them questions and, and things like that, and don't lose, don't don't lose faith in in where you're going, you know, like we've all all been down the same path, we've all had slow dogs and slow horses and slow whatever, but. That's your learning curve, I think, and 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 it's you know it just makes you a better person a little bit later on. You, you'll take it on the chin. You're not a sore loser. I mean, you know, like um, at the end of the day, you know, like we all want to win, but we all can't win. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Greyhound Girl podcast, and for your ongoing support of not only this podcast but of Greyhound racing in general. Remember, you can follow Dimity at the Greyhound Girl on Facebook. Now!